go. So, welcome to the podcast. Hey, uh, Veronica, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah. What uh, what what food experiences have you had uh, this week that have been mind blowing? Have there been any? Um, there's been really good food experiences the last week, but I'm actually forgetting what we had um, discussed on the last podcast. I don't know if you actually talked about the um, the pork that you made. No, I haven't. Ah, but okay, you know, well, b- then before, that's, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Trust me, we're going to get to a few things today. Okay. But uh, today, the show is brought to you by Valley Center Nursery. Uh, Janet is again went down there this week, and uh, we're about to do the garden at the house here. And this weekend, uh, this I'm weekend yeah, to we're it. gonna whoop it up. And I picked up some early bird uh, tomatoes. I picked up uh, several uh, six packs of what's early bird? They're the the ones that uh, is it early lady, early bird. I don't know. She told me the Janet told me what they were, but um, they're the ones that uh, come out early in the season. Hence <laughs> the name. Yeah. And so, so I got some of those, got a six pack of those guys, and I got a couple six packs of heirlooms, which are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Hard to grow sometimes because of the, you know, the cold, they're, they're really, really sensitive. You know, the temperature, the amount of water, mm-hmm. sensitive. Well, it doesn't help. In, in my experience, I, I'm not exactly a, you know, a, a tomato grower, but I've done it a couple of times. You've grown lots of tomatoes I, though. I've grown some tomatoes, but the ones, those, those heirlooms can be a little tricky ah. yeah, that I've experienced. And they because they have a, a variety of colors. They have that that yeah. everything from the dark purple to the green, green. to the mm-hmm. red, and they, they look they look pretty messed up. Yeah, they you look know? ugly. Like <laughs> there's some something wrong with these deformed tomatoes. They got all these scars They're and deformed. puckers and holes in them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna eat that. But they taste but, great. But they taste delicious, you know. And we were just discussing the other day when I was down there. Some one of the guys that was the customer was there. He was talking about what do you do with the tomatoes. And uh, I started telling him about this thing I learned in school, you know, about the uh, puff pastry, and it just made my mouth water. You know, the the to go you buy those you can buy those flat packs of puff pastry at you know the restaurant supply. Oh yeah, know. yeah. Or just you know just buttered. Well, what down. did you do with the with the tomatoes? Well, what what I used to do is to cut them up, slice them up, you know, in rounds, and then um, put put that that pastry dough down, and do an egg wash. And make a little barrier, like make a rectangle. Oh, I and did see a picture put, of this. No, you know, we made them at the house. No, you made. Yeah, I made you, them here. You did make them once. Yes. Twice, but it's okay. You don't remember everything. I mean, you can't remember everything <laughs> you've eaten for the everything. last eight, ten years. But um, the uh, you know, it's really simple. But you, it's you, good. You put like um, they're really good. Some sort of cheese. I don't know if it was goat cheese. It was no, no. It was no, 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 no. It was uh, mozzarella. On Big, the puff pastry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Mozzarella, tomato, oh, like a crazy. You know the 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 standard the big thick mozzarella, okay. the um, big slices of it somewhere. slices of heirloom. You do the egg wash, you know, to, to keep it all together, mm-hmm. and then you uh, roast it off, and it's got that golden color like a you know every good you know butter pastry does. So really good, yum. You know, fresh ba- finish it with fresh basil, good olive oil, mm-hmm. salt and pepper on that pastry dough. You can't really you can't beat it. So quick and easy. Uh, just gotta get you gotta get a hold of some good pastry dough. That's all. But we were talking, and this guy was like, oh, my God, that sounds so delicious. And, and you know, it just, you, you know, you go to the nursery, and you, and you call, in my mind, I'm already planning. I'm already planning what it is I'm going to make, you know. I say, well, I'm going to buy this for this. I'm going to buy this for that. You know, ooh, I want that dill for the, the tzatziki sauce. Right. Well, that's good. Oh, that tzatziki sauce is so good, you know. And the more dill, to me, the more dill you put is the better. So... Uh, down at the nursery there at uh, 27455 Valley Center Road, Valley Center, 
uh, Janet's in there to help you with all of your nursery needs. Uh, she, you know, she uh, she has a wide selection of all the different. Um, yeah, I think we put olives in that that particular one, but uh, uh, and she's. And uh, well, it made it had it may had goat cheese too, but I've, I've done it with mozzarella as well. Looks really good. But uh, you know, <laughs> if you need anything from, from the nursery, stop off and see Janet. She's more than happy to help you. Um, but you know, the as I'm sitting there talking about this, I'm going, you know, God, there's so many things you can do with fresh vegetables. You know, you just can't get enough. I mean, we keep them, they can't keep them in the house. You know, and uh, I was thinking, you know, what would be great is to grow some uh, your own Brussels. You know, that'd be really good. Yeah, and oh, they have, so and if, and I think it's hard though. I don't think it's that easy to to grow a good Brussels sprout on, especially on have them come yeah. fully developed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and like you see them on the internet. Yeah, I posted a picture on Facebook the other day of this beautiful strand of. Uh, of Brussels, and on you occasion know, you can go fun. into like uh, Trader Joe's or yeah. whatever, and you'll buy that whole stock uh, with them all yeah. on there. And you know, the, I mean, after reading this article I read uh, that I posted on Facebook a while back about the um, the gr- growers in other countries, they have no standards, you know. And I, I don't know what's any any better here in America because you know a lot of these growers here they're all about you know trying to maintain the soils are tired, you know. They say that there's no minerals in the soil, so they're having to supplement them. They're not rich as and and uh, and uh, nutrient rich as they used to be. Plus all the insecticides, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're putting all these insecticides to keep the, the bugs off so they can right, grow, right. have bigger harvest. Right. But, the, but are we getting that? Yeah, probably. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I was reading this article about this guy, these growers in you know, South America somewhere where they were uh, directly syringe injecting some, you know, compound in there to make the, the vegetable look more plump and whatever. And then they were saying, of course, the chemical there that he was putting in there was toxic to us and if you think about it everything that you put in your mouth has has been contact by water air soil um you know the animal that ate the vegetable that ate the you know it's it it just goes on and on your your body is being you know injected in every which way from the air and the water that you consume Mm -hmm. and the food you eat and the vegetables you have Mm -hmm. uh you're being bombarded all day long with chemicals right so if you grow your own stuff at least you can control not adding any additional pesticides you might be able to chemicals, certainly yeah. other than what's in your surroundings yeah you know? it's just getting worse and worse it's, you know yeah, it is. it's like the ocean too you know like the ocean I, I don't want to get political here but you know we were talking the other day about trump and his uh, his uh you know uh retracting of the epa and all this it's just you know i don't think we as humans really get it everything that we are filters right right we're filters. We're one big filter for everything. Everything we consume, breathe, drink, is being filtered by our body. Right. And I, that's why I want anything from the ocean now. Like in the ocean, less and I mean, less we things. We are sushi, major sushi eaters, and it is scary sometimes because, yeah, you don't know what, you don't know anymore what you're going to get. No. So, yeah, I don't even want to get into the whole, you know. I think you have Something, to, though. I think but, somebody has to have a conversation about these ugly things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but but what I'm saying is that you know you at least we see eye to eye on on that aspect of this stupid presidency, which is you know, I mean, wait, wait, they're wait, very wait, short let's not, term. Let's not let's not get down to the president. Okay, you but, know, anyways. Yeah, no, but you said it. He, he's it, to me. They're they're very short sighted. They want the money right now. They want whatever's going to benefit themselves and their rich friends and whatnot. So they're pulling back all of these regulations that were in place to help the planet they don't see it as like a long-term thing so it's really frustrating but 
whatever. I mean, at least, you know, you can try and control what you grow and what you put into it. And let's, let's just go from there. Well, you know, all I want to do, we have some land, some space outside. And if, if not for the golfers that yes. run amok Masters. in our property, mm-hmm. they make Swiss cheese out of, out of the ground. <laughs> you know, there's nothing safe in the ground. Nothing. You know, you put a tree in it. And unless the golfers don't really, you know, don't favor like, that. like yeah. that particular thing, they'll just eat right through it. And I, I used to get so mad. We moved in here. I'm thinking to myself the whole time. You know, we, we, we bought the place. We're like, ah, we're going to have this utopia. Right. You know, we're going to, it's going to be like, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like, fruits and vegetables it's, it's coming gonna, out of yeah, our, you know. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, Nirvana. You know, it's going to be like walking around outside, just plucking fresh, yeah. you know, freshly watered, delicious tr- things off of the trees. We would plant everything and anything from yeah. citrus Thousands to, and thousands you know. <laughs> of dollars just down the crap, crapper from, you know. Wa- and the worst part about it is that over the years, I because we have windows on the backside of the house. Yeah. And we could sit in, in the patio there and look out. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd look out the windows knowing that I wanted to see our beautiful landscape. You know, we had these beautiful lush trees in the distance. And then um, when the, we decided to go with fruit trees, we planted fruit trees in that same area. So we planted them and I'd, I'd be all excited to see the harvest, you know. And I, and I remember one time sitting in the patio there and looking out in the distance and seeing the tree that I had planted a month before that was like, it was just starting to, to, uh, you know, crescendo. It was just starting to, you know, to like, uh, you know, blossom. And it was starting to reach out its arms and, it, and, and yield its chest to the sky, <laughs> you know, and there was, there was little blossoms on the branches and, and it's just absorbing the sunlight. And, and one time I was sitting there and I saw the tree from a distance now, mm-hmm. it just vibrated. Like it, you saw it like move a little, and I was like, well, "Is it windy?" You know, uh-huh. and no, there was no wind. I was like, "Nah, it's my imagination," you know. And then, um, so I got busy and you know didn't worry about it. And maybe a day or two later, I was back in the room again, and I, <laughs> I saw this tree that was sitting straight up. Mm-hmm. It was leaning about three or four inches, you know, to the left or the right, and I was, huh. I remember you telling me something to that effect where it's like all of a sudden the tree was down. It wasn't. But I was like, I was like, but I, but I saw the tree leaning. I was like, no, it can't be. Can't it's be. my imagination. It's a tree. What, is it, what are they saying? Is they dance? You know? So a couple of days later, I go and I make the trip out there and the thing is laying on its side. That's, yeah. And, and, and if you look at the roots, they're all eaten and yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's still green. It's still wanting to, to live. But, but the, the roots. Damn- uh, gophers ate the roots. Ate the root system, and yeah. it fell over. Yeah. And so year after year, we would go through this process, yeah. and I would, you know, try everything under the sun. And everybody here in town, because they all have gophers and whatnot, they all try to tell you, oh yeah, you can battle them with this or with that, putting poisons. I mean, like the whole point is to not poison the ground that we're going to be planting everything in. I remember hearing the, the um, a couple guys, older guys in town, they were having a conversation. The guy was saying, "Yeah, I just stick a piece of, I stick a, a flare." You know, a signal flare <laughs> in the ground. Then I cover up all the holes. You know, <laughs> let it explode. Let it, let it, no, let it smoke the whole chamber out. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try that. But then, you know, we live in fire country. Yeah, probably not a good idea. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and the last thing I want to do is start a fire in my yard, which then takes over the next yard and the next yard and the next yard. Oh, Lord. You know, so I, uh, you know, tried everything under the sun to uh, to try and you know ward off these bastards. Excuse my French, and to no avail you know 
But this weekend, we're going to put some screen in and we're going to build a little bunker. We're going to call it the vegetable bunker. Yeah. And we're going to do our best to keep those vermin out. At least, you know, to give the the plants some good root space to grow some longer roots and not be destroyed. Because I am so tired of buying fruits and vegetables. I went yesterday to the market and I was, you know, you asked me, get pick up some fruit. And one, everything was ridiculously priced on the stuff I you know the good stuff I wanted and two it looked like crap you know I, so, don't, know, I don't know what good stuff you like but well, I like I mean I like, like I like the honey crisp and I like to see some nice fresh um uh I, I wanted the pears to be beautiful you mean plump and delicious and plump. yeah not hmm, these withered up what does it say ah catching on right <laughs> <laughs> no yeah you want to be plump plump and juicy huh I, I just want some nice wow and then I, and when you look at some of these apples, everything looks like it's been coated in so much, you know, wax or shiny, who knows, silicone. I don't know what's on them, but I'm like, that. it just doesn't seem right. And I mean, so, I mean this, you know. And quote, I bought you this orange. This that quote I, unquote orange. Yeah. I got you some oranges that I thought were just navel oranges. No. And this I don't is know not, what the heck this they is are. Like, it looks like a blood orange. I, but it's not. No. It doesn't taste like a blood orange. No. But it looks like a blood orange. I know. It's I weird. Mean, what the hell is it? It's like a pink grapefruit slash orange slash blood orange. I don't know. It doesn't taste exactly good. But the kids liked it, but they said when they tasted it, they're like, well, it tastes like an orange, but it sort of. But it, when you look at it, it's so different that it's it's it, plump. It throws your, <laughs> it throws but it, your it, brain it, off. It very much texturally, it does resemble a grapefruit. A grapefruit. Yeah. A big pink grapefruit. Just so you know, it said navel oranges, dollar mm-hmm. forty nine a pound. Maybe they said they were thinking that they were. Um, you, for the Navy people, <laughs> you had to be a naval member or member of the of the military to enjoy them. I think it was I crazy, know. though. I mean, like the prices on the stuff. Like to, for one grapefruit, it was a dollar fifty. You know, if it's a good grapefruit, I don't mind paying the money. Like I bought but big honking honking uh, yellow grapefruit, my favorite kind. Yeah. Those big yellow ones. I don't like the pink ones. I know, but they didn't. I couldn't find any yellow at the market. They only have pink, mm-hmm. and one pink grapefruit was a dollar fifty. I thought, geez, that seems excessive. For a grapefruit, maybe it's the season. Maybe they're out of season, and so yeah. it's hard to get. I have no we idea. We are in Southern California. That's why it didn't make sense. Where, you know, we, are, we used to be like a citrus state. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand why that would be so expensive. Yeah, I don't understand anything anymore. When you go out to the stores, they just don't seem to have a wide selection. Yeah. At least where we live, we live in you know near Escondido, and uh, it's not exactly uh, this you know decadent place. You know, I don't see this. Uh, you know, like a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. <clears throat> they're not very healthy looking. Look like they're factory farmed. We could go to you some know. of these farmers markets. We haven't been going. Where Where is there a farmers market in this area? Well, we have one in Valley Center. Mm-mm. Yeah, we, they used to have one every Thursday. Used to. I think they still have one. Maybe it's only in the so. summer. I don't know. I think the, the but person San Marcos has one, and Escondido had one too on Fridays or something like that. We're gonna definitely have to go. Yeah. Because I am just I'm irritated. San Marcos? No, that no, wasn't San Marcos. They probably do have one, but to you know me, where you took me is to that one near the um, uh, that original pancake house, wherever that is. Mm. Is that Vista? Sundays in Vista. That one, mm-hmm. yeah. I had to there. go out there. Yeah, they have great kombucha there. Oh yeah, they had a very good kombucha. Yeah, I want to go back to that Whole Foods in uh, on Sepulveda, Sepulveda off of Rosecrans in L.A. Oh, on Rosecrans. It's on Rosecrans, no? It's uh, Rosecrans and Sepulveda. Oh okay. And that big, oh that big, was awesome. They had a. Oh, 
They have a kombucha bar, mm-hmm. and you can go and get kombucha just, on tap. Yeah, kombucha on tap, yeah. and it was awesome. It was delicious. Yeah. Gosh, I love a good kombucha, especially I, I miss my GTS. They're just so expensive. I went yesterday when I was looking for an, uh, you know, all the stuff, and I said, oh, "Let me see if they have any kombucha." Of course, they don't have mine. And I went looking for yours, and they didn't have yours, but they had a GT for a three sixty. I'm like three sixty nine or something like. The, that store seemed a little pricier. Than, Which store was it? It was an Albertsons, but hmm. I, you know, we I, don't shop at Albertsons, so I was just a little surprised. Everything seemed a little more expensive. I don't mind paying up when I get my selection. I mean, look, let's let's, let's draw that line. Erewhon, you can get anything that you want under the sun. I haven't high been to that quality, like like Whole Foods, yeah. right? But you know what? You're gonna pay up, but you're gonna get some premium stuff in every which category: fruits, vegetables. All the different like foods, said, pre-prepared if foods. If it's really good and it's better than the norm, okay, I understand. I don't mind paying up. Right, I understand. But if it's just the same old crap, no thanks. Especially these crap oranges. <laughs> My dollar fifty a pound. This was terrible. You know, it just doesn't taste like an orange. Well, you know, speaking of um, citrus drinks, the other day we made that cocktail. So good. With a mezcal. Oh, that's what we need to talk about. That we haven't, yeah. we're, we haven't talked about. Well, I was just talking is. about these citrus drinks, <laughs> the citrus here, and this it yeah. brought my attention to that. I that, I wasn't a big fan of mezcal. Are well, you? Because you were drinking it. We were just drinking it straight, you know, mm. for the most part. Well, I think it's more than that. I didn't um, have an experience with it. Yeah. Well. But now you did, and he had a, and it was a good, a good mezcal because my my sister brought it, and it was pretty dang good, and so. Well, if you like mezcal. If you like mezcal, yeah, it was good. You know, I I wasn't, I'm not a fan. I'm still not quite a fan. It has, it has a weird finish to me. It has a very unique flavor that I'm not. I guess I'm a tequila person. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah I'm a. I prefer tequila to mezcal, but it's it was good. It was a nice change, and boy, that that mezcal went great in that cocktail that you made because yeah. you did it. You made it with tequila for me afterwards, and. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the, the same. same. No, the mezcal was so much no, better. No, so good. Yeah, but you got to give them a recipe on that one. That I think one it's was called a, it was called a mescaltini. Mescaltini. Yeah, and you know what I found too is the 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 glassware. I never, I mean, I've never been a too much of a glassware guy, guy because I don't drink a lot of cocktails. You know, I drink you know like a whiskey or tequila or something you drink simple. A martini or yeah, a mule or. We have uh, Palomas, those the drink we mentioned those a while back, the yeah. Paloma. You called it a margarita-esque drink. It is. It, it has is. tequila in it. But we drink those occasionally, or we drink the Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. Really good. I'm, I, I took a bartending class recently, and I thought I would be making a lot more of those drinks at home. There's too much syrupy goo in it. it yeah. You know? See, I don't like it to be all complicated I don't like, a syrupy like that. Goo. I like it to be, you know. I don't, well, this, this drink here, you had to have the right ingredients, the mescaltini. And this particular one was very good. You had to have fresh citrus. You have to have the fresh lime juice. You have to have the, the uh, grapefruit. Now, now and there's grapefruit and there's grapefruit. Yeah, and, and this so, is kind of what brought me into this conversation with this uh, citrus. Right. You have to have the right grapefruit. You made two versions. One with not not by choice, by the way. No, no, no. But we started off with yellow grapefruit, which is what we had from a, a friend's yard, which was fantastic, and. The drinks were unbelievable. But then we ran out and we I ran to the store and that's when I got these ridiculous grapefruits for a dollar fifty. These big honking. And the only ones. thing they had were pink. Mm-hmm. So we It just you, changed the drink completely. It did. It made it sweeter. Too much. Too sweet. Yeah. yeah so you had to back off on the agave that yeah. you put in there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean yeah, you modified it still was great. It was still good. 
because you modified it. But but yeah, it was that was delicious. Well, tell it. Tell them about it. Tell well, them. I don't know all the ingredients. I just know that you rimmed the the glass, with, we, which we made. We made that. Yeah, you made the you made the rimmer. Mm-hmm. So you had and you made it with chili flakes and you it, made it was it with red chili powder. flakes, red red chili powder, and you had lime and zest. salt and and lime zest. It called for dried lime zest. Which we didn't have, so we, so we just yeah. added fresh lime zest to yeah. this to the rimmer, right? With the red chili flakes and the chili powder mm-hmm. and the salt, and it and, and then put it in the uh, well. I had a, a bullet, mm-hmm. and I just I kind of you know pulsed it a few times, made it up, mixed it all together. Generally, brought those uh, chili flakes down a little bit, so right. they weren't so big. Right. Yeah, and that I appreciated that because when you get one bill of flake, it's yeah. a little too spicy. But that was fantastic. And yeah. then the drink itself was fresh lime juice, fresh grapefruit juice. Some agave. It was actually, if, I, if, you, if I recall the, the recipe, it was a half ounce of fresh lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of grapefruit, grapefruit. juice, mm-hmm. and what was it? One and a quarter or one and a half of uh, mezcal. Yeah. And, and some agave. And then a half ounce of the agave. The agave, the, the uh, sweetener. Sweetener, right. And uh, it put it all, mix it all together in a shaker. And. I, I, as I was saying before, I'm not, I was never a big glassware guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just never really paid much attention because but I never. Wait, but you also, you forgot one thing. You um, also had a, a slice of jalapeno that you muddled. That's true. As well. That's true. Well, we, but at the beginning, we didn't have the chili, so we used it without, but right. you thought those were good. The chili did add a bit of a kick though at the end. Yeah, but I liked it with the chili. You did. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So, but the, uh, the glassware I was saying for the third time, I think um, that uh, I never was a, a glassware guy. I never paid attention. And I never, I guess I never put any, invest any money in it. So on this day, I was like, you know, she had these big bucket glasses, these uh, highballs, right. the, the little short one, heavy. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's fine in here. It wasn't filling the glass up, you know, as I like to see a full glass. Mm-hmm. And there was just coincidentally, you know, I'm a garage sale guy. And, there were, and we drove past this garage sale on the same block we were, where we were. And they had all glassware. Yeah, that was so weird. And I, I remember I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll deal with it later because we were in a hurry to get over there. But as I'm sitting there making the drink, I said, you know what? There's a freaking gl- uh, glassware sale right down the street. <laughs> so I ran over there. I know. As I'm driving up, I see you walking down the street with these glasses in your hand. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where did you get those? <laughs> but they were these really cool little, like uh, I'd say, look like beaker, like a beaker. You know, those, those um, not a beaker, but what's that? Yeah, a beaker. A beaker is one in the lab. Yeah, it's a flared like a out, it's got a flared out lip on it. You know, what's that called? Oh, yeah. A beaker is the little skinny one, right? I thought the beakers were, yeah, little skinny. Little skinny one. So the uh, there's another there's one. There's other like, ones, but I know what you're saying. It it's just a, it's, had a flared out lip. It's just a clear glass glass, but it's kind of like it's a flat bottom, flat bottom, yeah. very thin, and had a little flared lip, and it had this little handle on it, like a, like a coffee cup. Yeah. But it was all solid, mm-hmm. right? So... And they were, and when I made the the cocktail, because of the limited quantity of of the volume of it, mm-hmm. it fit perfectly it in the fit glass. Perfect, yeah. And I just, you know, a little wedge of lime. Mm-hmm. I rimmed it with that chili concoction, mm-hmm. and it was. Oof. It was great. It was sensational. I, I must have had at least seven. Of and those and, the, and you guys more. would have drank more. You would have drank more had we'd ha- you know had enough. more mezcal. We finished yeah. two bottles of mezcal. Oh yeah. And then we finished an entire bottle of tequila. No, no. I, did you, oh, when you say you. we. Not you. We say you mean you. I didn't. Right. So my you, sister, my cousin, we, and, and I had some. I didn't have what well, they I, had. These women I, were crazy. I saw well, after we finished the what well, was half a bottle in the first bottle, right? Uh-huh. And then they brought another bottle in this guy, uh-huh. and they started into it, and 
And then when I started getting the like the hey, uh, Jack, I'm thirsty. I was like, you know, what? it's time for me to go upstairs. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with these bees. This no, it's just time for me to go because I said, you know what? I'm going to be doing this all night. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, about 11 o'clock, I woke up from a little nap I'd had. And you guys are still raging, you know. And I was like, are they going home soon? Poor, <laughs> my poor son wanted everybody to leave. It was his he birthday. wanted to go to sleep. Yeah, it was like, his birthday. Go. And these two women are in the kitchen. Um, they're you know raging against the machine, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, that it was a delicious drink. I'd uh, never seen my sister drink so much. It was funny. Well, she liked that cocktail. <laughs> well, but then I'm telling you, then well, it then, ended you know, up being then it ended up being just straight tequila. Well, if you have seven mezcals or more, you know the cocktails, and you bust, there's a, a bottle of tequila just there. The natural, you know, the natural that's inclination the next, is just let's move next, on. Yeah, let's move step. on to to the next evolution here. <laughs> And let's see where this goes. And then she had a, a designated driver too. That helped. Yeah, of course. Too. You know, so. <laughs> but you know that was that was a good experience. I've never, I never made. Uh, I don't make too many cocktails like that. I don't make a lot of sugary, uh, you know, drinks like that. So it was fun. Everybody seemed to like it. I wouldn't quite even a lot. call it sugar. I mean, it wasn't that sweet. Well, that, that half an ounce of agave nectar kind of makes it sweet. Well, you backed off though. Well, when you had to yeah. because of the the uh, grapefruit, but mm -hmm. it was very good. Really, I mean, yeah. Now I'm going to have some this weekend. Yeah, we should. we got to find some more of those, those uh, yellow grapefruits, though. we got to find a neighbor I, with some yeah, grapefruits. Yeah, I was going to say, I have, you, have a, yeah, you have a connection, I think. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Go down the street and hey, say, hey, hey knock, knock. Hey, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, can I get some of those grapefruits? <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, we've also been having fun. Uh, the boys, uh, I don't know, I, I posted some stuff on Facebook and Instagram. I uh, smoked a uh, pork roast the other day and it was for Damien's birthday and he wanted these uh, pork sliders I make yeah well usually we make them with that Costco pork you know the Costco uh, pulled pork that they have uh, well pre-prepared and we were making it for a couple of years ago they would take it to school and it was, it was convenient yeah you know? quick and easy but uh, this week I had I, I had the pork shoulder pork shoulder or pork butt it was sitting in the freezer and I took it out about three or four days before the party mm -hmm. and I defrosted it and I was it was sitting there and I was kind of I got to get to that yeah but it takes a while you, know, you got to brine the brine the roast you know for a few days yeah two that or took three days. you I mean basically all week right because well, you defrost no, no, no. it Don't then they, you put it, it in the it took me a half hour to brine it to set the brine up I stuck it in the refrigerator it took you know a couple of days I left it in there yeah. and not, not even because not even because um, I wanted to wait per se but uh, I think I started brining it on Tuesday and I was gonna smoke it on Thursday but then I was like well tomorrow we're gonna be going off to L.A. And we're going to have this little fiesta for the kid. And so I'll just wait. I'll wait a day, mm -hmm. smoke it tomorrow, have it more, you know, fresh for the weekend. But isn't it good to also have it sit in the, in your concoction, whatever it was that you made? The, the longer, the better? I mean, yes and no. Um, I've heard stories to go both. I mean, oh. there's always two sides to every coin, you oh. know, but the brine is, it had sugar and it had salt and some herbs and water. And it just left in there for a few days. It came out good. Yeah. It made it juicy. Mm -hmm. So um, I smoked it. Last uh, week, about I think six hours, put it, I posted some pictures online and came out really good. You know, I, I had a, uh, I did a, um, what do they call that? When you baste it, uh, they call it a mop. You mop it. Mm. I made a mop concoction with a, uh, a rice wine, not rice wine vinegar, but uh, apple cider vinegar mm. and a bunch of other things. And then I, I you know, just kept, oh, while it was in there smoking, I kept mopping it, making oh. it, you know, basting it basically. Came out really juicy and tender. Flavors were great. 
got lucky on the rub that I used. Yep, and um, so I put, I put it in there. Saturday, came, people came over and I made a coleslaw, <coughs> used King's Hawaiian bread, and uh, Phil's barbecue sauce. Phil's Barbecue Sauce is here as a local uh, chain here in San Diego. They sell it here at Costco, and it's it's one of our favorite sauces. But you can use any sauce. Oh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, this one here was kind of a medium, not sweet, not spicy, kind of in the middle. Right, right. They have that other one, Sweet Baby Ray's, I like. I do, too. That's well, a bit more sweet. a little sweeter. A little sweeter, but, but I like it yeah, quite a good. lot. I think I might next time go with that because mm-hmm. I prefer that. So uh, we use that, and... Um, the sandwiches came out really good. They've been eating them all week. The the coleslaw, though, I think is what takes it over the edge because that coleslaw that you make was delicious. You know, the coleslaw is, is kind of a bit of an evolution. It's 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 everybody's standard coleslaw. I don't you know, think so. It, well, let me, let me say this. Because when I was a kid, I was I was actually talking to my cousin, who was, she's a big fan she is? of old school food oh, know, oh, oh. from my family. And we were discussing the fact that the no recipes are new under the sun, right? Because... Um, we she was com- we were talking about the coleslaw. She said, "Well, you should talk about your coleslaw, the family coleslaw." And I said, "You have the family coleslaw." Well, you know, in every family, you have these recipes that go around, you mm-hmm. know, and you think that they they came they were the genesis was your parents, mm-hmm. you know, the family food, mm-hmm. right? So, my whole life, I'm a, I think I told the story before, but uh, my whole life, I had been liking this particular col the, this um, stuffing at Thanksgiving. Oh, right. That my mother likes. She used to make. Well, she passed away, and, and I kind of stopped eating that that stuffing. So, I was in, I was uh, talking to my sister, and she says, "You know what? For this year, how would you like me to make mom's stuffing?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds <laughs> great." You know. So she made it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great." So the next year, I, was, I didn't see my sister that season, and I was like, "I'm gonna go to the market and make my own, make my mom's stuffing." And I right. think I know what it is. I think I know the ingredients. Yeah. I know she uses that Mrs. Cubbison's. So I'm, I picked the box up and I, like, I'm, like I'm standing in line at the market. And I look down and I'm starting to read the recipe from the side of the box because they recommend this is, how, <laughs> this is how you should prepare it. But I said, you know, no one's going to know my mom's recipe. I mean, it's been, I mean, she's been cooking that thing for, since the 70s. So this has got to be a tried and true, you know, ancient handed down recipe from generation to generation. Well, <laughs> There, lo and behold, on the side of the box of Mrs. Cubison's was my mom's age-old recipe. Oh. And I was like, you know, so then it occurred to me that my whole life as a, as a, you know, a child of the 70s, everything that I ate came from a package or a box, you know, like my mom's enchiladas. They came Las Palmas chili out of the can. <laughs> you know, and I went to your mom's house when I, was, when I first started dating you. She was making enchiladas, her own enchiladas. And then she's there making the sauce. I was like, you make your own sauce? <laughs> she, was like, she was like, yeah. I said, oh, you know. So, but in, in hindsight, I'm remembering everything from, from my childhood, I, you know, because I'm, I'm always thinking about my old school food. You know, you always make fun of my, my addiction to uh, bean and bacon soup, the Campbell's bean and bacon. It is one of my favorites. But it's, there's nothing gourmet about it. There's nothing special about it. It's Gross. just it's just what I know I remember. That's what you grew up on. And it's all the stuff that I remember from the 70s is from a can. Oh, yeah. From a package. That's true. You used to tell me... <laughs> <laughs> when I met you, your mom, you were used to having beans from a can. Those, what do you call them? Um, Rosarita yeah. refries. Well, yes. <laughs> but I, mean, I always tell the story. You know, I've told the story in the past to other people. You know, they, they say, you know, what do you remember about your mom's cooking? And I said, you know, I remember hearing a story about my brother. My brother was uh, out with my uncle. My uncle was a, uh, what they call a bon vivant. You know, <laughs> he was one of these guys that had a little money in his pocket and he liked to go to nice places. 
and he went out and took my 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 then ten or twelve year old brother out. They went to eat at a nice Mexican restaurant, and uh, my my brother's sitting there in front of this plate of beans and rice and whatever, and he's looking at it kind of like my uncle says, "Hey, what's wrong?" He says, uh, "You don't like the food." He says, "This is good stuff." He says, "No, I don't like it." He says, "It's not burnt like my mom's." <laughs> You know, <laughs> and that was my childhood. You know, the seventies, the seventies. Uh, people, you know, moms were working. You know, out my ladies were out there getting jobs, and they had been at home housewives in the sixties and fifties. And my mom was one of those, and she went out and uh, got a gig, and it wasn't home a lot anymore. And so, in the seventies, my youth in the seventies, eight, seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty, eighty-one, everything came out of a package: hungry man dinners, you know, uh, all the the pickled chilies and everything came. I mean, everything came out of a can. So um, my, my, my cousin and I were sitting around shooting the crap the other day and we we're talking about, you know, her mom's wonderful coleslaw, right? Oh, her, and her mom. Her mom, okay. right? And she, she was saying, you know, I think my mom got her recipe from your mom. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, <laughs> so I said, what was that? Because I, I know, I kind of think I know what it was. Uh-huh. Nothing more than cabbage, salt and pepper and mayonnaise, right? <laughs> And, and this is how I remember coleslaw. It was, coleslaw was not a gourmet thing. It was just, you know, you took a cabbage. If you were lucky, you got a purple and a green, right? And you sliced up a little bit of both, and you made a, a coleslaw out of mayo and those three th- and salt and pepper. See, all I knew of coleslaw is go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and buy some coleslaw. Right, okay. Well, your mom didn't, so that, mom didn't make coleslaw. No, she didn't make coleslaw. Okay. No, she, she was made Mexican. potato salad, though. Yeah. Your, your mom doesn't. Look, let's, let's get it clear. Don't uh, uh, racialize your mom if there's such a word. Uh, I just made that up. Uh, don't you know your mom cooked anything, everything? She made a lot of uh, you know um, we call them slops, but you know they're like uh, yeah, you she know, experimented with she just did mixed, whatever. Yeah, yeah she was, potato dishes she, yeah. and chicken true. dishes, uh, true. Compo- everything. Coleslaw was not one of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, my mom, you know, she made a lot of you know I'd say Americanized because you know she was you know mostly American and she uh, didn't speak the language very well. wasn't you know super ethnic, whatever, and uh, made a lot of you know, packaged stuff. So I was like, yeah, so your mom's recipe is the same as my mom's recipe, you know? And then I'd said, you know, I made a few changes. You know, I made a couple changes that I like and everybody seems to like. I just took the same thing, the mayo, you know, the salt and pepper and added a little bit of uh, rice wine vinegar. And I used to add a little sugar mm-hmm. when it needed it. But now with the rice wine vinegar, is a little bit sweet in there anyways. And then I add some celery seed. And I'm getting rave reviews on this. You know, every time I make it, people are like, "Wow, is there more of that bit. coleslaw?" It's just, it, it. I think you know the the celery seed and the the rice wine vinegar make a really great addition. Yeah, because it's, it's got a little tang to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's not too sweet. The one that you used to make before that mm-hmm. was you did have sugar, mm-hmm. but you used a different vinegar. I used a red, yeah. a red wine vinegar. So that's real why. tart, real tart. Needed that extra little sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't. No. So uh, with that pork roast I made from last week, I took the the King's Hawaiian bread. And you found some really new ones. You found those ones that are the double length, more like a sandwich yeah. rather than the little roll. I found right? those in LA. And I, I toasted it, put a little Swiss cheese in there and added the pork roast, that smoked pork roast. It came out really well. Had a little slight, not enough smoke ring. Wasn't exactly the way I want, but it came out really good. Really good. No, it was good. No, it was good. But you know, when you do it, when you see professional smokers, mm-hmm. it's people who know what they're doing. They, uh, the meat has a, a, a ring. It's pink in the middle, very pink, and it's got this little, like you can see where it's been smoked. There's mm-hmm. like a maybe half inch ring when you cut through the meat, right? And mine didn't have it like I wanted, but you know, I'm, I'm new to smoking. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to continue trying, but you know, the, uh, it was still very good. I know. I don't, I don't and know then, and then about. I took that homemade coleslaw with the uh, rice wine vinegar and the celery seed, whole seed and uh, put it and, and toasted everything up and put it in there. And it, and it just, my son was going crazy. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. We've yeah. had that many times in the last, over the last week. Yeah. They were, and they, I bet you if they come home, they'll still want it. Yeah. So I also had fun with the panini press this week. Yes. Yes. You can, had a big I, phone. Did we ever talk about that? I, I don't boys? know if we did. I think we we may have touched on it, but you know what? The thing, uh, I wasn't a big uh, panini guy. I like panini sandwiches a lot, but I, I'd never made one that I liked, you know? And we, we I, a while back, my sons were eating a lot of um, a lot of those medianoches and the cubanos that they, they, they get from the portos. We go to portos in, um, you know, where do they have one? In, they have one in Glendale, Burbank. have a chain of them now. Only have three. I think Burbank and, and one more. Uh, and Glendale in, and the Valley. There's one in the Valley, I think. No, it's not, not sure. It's not sure. Burbank. But th- they make a really good Cuban sandwich. And then we Down. saw that. And then we saw that movie um, Chef, which was all about Cuban sandwiches. But we don't. We don't have a, a, a you know Cuban bakery out here that I'm aware of. And we would use bolillos, right? Well, we would use whatever bread. We yeah, could, or right? any kind of roll. Yeah. But we were using bolillos because they were you know available. But when you when you make a panini sandwich with that, it doesn't taste quite right. Nope. It's a little sweet, something. It's, it's just wrong. It's strong. It's dough, Maybe it's egg, just I don't know. There's some. There's a flavor in there that doesn't kick. So I got lucky when I was making that roast, and I went out to the Ralphs and found that pain roll. I do remember talking about the pain yes. roll. See, I knew it. Yeah. And I put some. Uh, I decided. I decided to just put that ham, and some turkey I found in the fridge with the Swiss and the mustard on this pain roll mm-hmm. and it just came out perfect and and they've been asking for that regularly now yeah, yeah. so delicious and it's quick really quick quick and easy stick it, I, i'm tempted to do other things now you should because you know? we went to there's a place down in escondido um on, off of off of grand and they had um what's it called oh esco esco gelato right yeah and they make some um they make some sandwiches in the panini sandwiches they're really delicious so we should. We should I, I think the magic. I think the magic in those is not so much the fact that it's panini pressed. It's more the combinations no, no. of meats and right. things. They really put on the dog. Right. Yeah. But I what mean, I'm saying is now. I mean, you've got your press. You've had that for years and never used it. I, I used it a couple times, as I said, and I never had a success that a way that I did with this last cute cubano sandwich. Mm-hmm. It really came out perfect. I was so impressed with the the combination of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got lucky, really, because I just started pulling stuff out of the fridge. And uh, whatever that was there, and it came out perfectly. But um, so I think, yeah, experiment a little more ch- with some of the other meats that maybe some delicious cured meats that. Uh, you know, I had an idea. I was deli. thinking, you know, it'd be really nice. Take that pain roll or a sourdough roll, and put some of that Costco chicken in there with some of the pesto. Oh yeah, yeah. With a make a pesto. And maybe put that radicchio like we used to in the old days Love with that. a big slice of the heirlooms that we're going to have. Love it. Oh, it's just, and then panini press it. Why I not? I think it's going to be out of control. Yeah. But I mean, it, it just makes me think more and more about, you know, how I should be, you know, utilizing that machine because there's so many things that uh, can be done. Just, you could put just about anything in the middle of between a piece of bread and then panini press it with the butter. Well, the, it'll come out really good. The sandwich you were just mentioning with the pesto that we used to just toast some sourdough bread. So you mm-hmm. don't think it's going to taste weird or, or anything with it no. being in the press? No. Okay. No, no. I think with the the press, the the I think the sole purpose of the press really is a to warm the ingredients in the middle a little bit, and to crunch up the outside of that roll or the baguette or whatever you use for the 
sandwich. And I think um, that is the magic of the panini press. Yeah. And that particular one that you were, I made that pesto sandwich for Costas the other day because we didn't have. um, Which one? The old school one that we used to make? Yes. But I Uh didn't have the The radicchio. Yeah, you need that bitter. I yeah, but yeah. he loves it. He just loves pesto, so yeah. it doesn't matter to him. To, to that, you and I, uh, yeah, I remember that it, boy. But that I remember, is, I remember that boy. We started making pesto or buying the pesto from the Costco, and, and you only reason you bought the pesto because he wanted it so badly, and you couldn't, you can't keep up to constantly be making well I, fresh pesto. No, I, I used to, I used to buy the pesto, the pesto from the Costco just because it was convenient, and well, you could just same. whip it out any time. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as making your own. It's. It's nowhere near it's, as good as no, your fresh I mean, one. It's not even, it's not even close. Not, well, so not I don't mine, like no, it. But uh, pesto, fresh pesto, there's nothing com- comparative to a fresh pesto. No. But, you know, in a pinch, when you want to be able to make a quick uh, pasta, throw some pesto in there or make a uh, that, that baguette or do a quick sandwich with the, with the pesto and chicken and uh, radicchio and heirloom tomato, you can't, you can't do that on a pinch. What do you mean? That's awesome. Yeah. It's good. So they should try that. So that's all it is. It's just, it's simple. Pesto, chicken, tomato, and um, and radicchio. Very important though. You know, there's two more things I want to talk about before we close out today. But you know, I, I've been posting, I've been seeing more and more pictures online about the charcuterie platters that they people have been putting out. I, uh, that might be my favorite thing. You know, a charcuterie platter. <laughs> Especially the ones that these people have been putting out. There, I saw this one the other day. They had, uh, you know, four kinds of cheese. They had uh, fresh, you know, different kinds of grapes. They had berries. They had uh, marmalade. They had, uh, you know, different kinds pickles? of bread and stuff? baguettes and, and uh, yeah, cornichons. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it's my, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, know give me too. some wine. I know. Give me a, a, start with a cold, you know, white, mm-hmm. maybe a champagne mm-hmm. and then move to the reds and then just, just be noshing on all that's that goodness. Like a, yeah, but that's like a, a weekend thing for us. We could start on Saturday. We'd be eating that God. all friggin' day. <laughs> God, you know what I want to do? I do want to, I, I, we haven't gone in a long time and my sister's been talking about it and I, I, I we've got to go and have a wine night yeah. like we used to. Yeah. You know, just be decadent, you know, and do, um, you know, just do it up because we used to have some sensational nights, you know. Yeah, just Sunday if you're listening, good music, come on. Good music, down, good down. wine, <laughs> and just good, delicious food. You know, and, and, and that charcuterie platter to me is the perfection. It is. It's just if you get the Iberica, prosciutto de parm, uh, you get you know just all the salamis salami. of a few different kinds. Get some brie. Mm. <sighs> you know, get some good pickled items, and you know some fruits. You really, honestly, you could go to that uh, Italy. And get some of the cheeses and some of the meats that they have there. If it wasn't for the fact that they're so freaking expensive, but try a few different ones. They were so good. They it, were so good. As, I, as I'm sitting here thinking in today's money, what is that going to cost? You know, what is what is a, a very good charcuterie platter going to cost in, in ingredients? Well, it depends. If it's just for you and I, it would no. be... Well, just, when you buy stuff, you can't just buy like a handful of grapes. I mean, you can, but no, no, no. I understand. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. It, if we did it and it was just you know like maybe four to six of us, yeah, easily, easily, yeah, like 150 bucks. Easy for a platter. Easy. Easy. You know, but very. Oh God. I mean that stuff for one pound. Or was it one pound or half a pound? Uh-huh. I don't know. For like one pound, it was thirty two dollars for yeah. a pound of cheese 
Uh-huh. Like, are you kidding me? I, it seemed I, excessive, but many, it, <laughs> but it was good. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty. I, I well, maybe this weekend. Can we do it? Can we do it? Please? Sunday, you need to come down. Uh, you know, I just got a text from her. As a matter of fact, she said she can't make it this weekend. I don't mean this weekend, but, but she, soon. Sometime, yeah, sometime soon. soon. Yum. Okay, last thing, I want to talk about this place I saw in. I think it's in um, Solana Beach. It's called Plant Power. Plant Power. Plant Power. And it is a drive-through. Fa- uh, it's a fast food, uh, farm-to-table style place, and wait, it's wait. a drive-through. Are you serious? Yeah. Plant Power. Let me see if I can oh, find. You gotta it. take us. Yeah. It's uh, they. I'm, I'm looking at their menu right here. Pull it's, it up on my screen too. Oh, let's see here. Share your screen, please. It says it is forty-one eleven. No, I'm sorry, four eleven Santa Fe Drive in uh, Encinitas. Oh, Encinitas. Okay. And they oh, they have one in Ocean Beach too. Uh, twenty-two oh four Sunset Cliffs Boulevard, San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Scroll. Yeah. Scroll that looks it, okay. So this. I'm looking at their menu. And they've got a lot of the what you would want. I mean, oh, they've they got burgers. They got uh, they got burgers. Uh, let's see what it says here. The classic GFO. Okay, let's see. All burgers can be made with gluten-free bun, wrapped in cabbage, no additional charge. Uh, let's see. What's Adding GFO? Avocado. Gluten-free organic? What yeah, is yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Lettuce, tomato, onions, ketchup, mayo, mustard, and pickles for six twenty-five. Mushroom and Swiss. Holy guacamole. Yeah, the guacamole, big Zach. sausage, jalapeno, chipotle, aioli, lettuce, and tomato. Yeah, the big Zach is two sizzled oh, so patties, special even. sauce, American cheese, lettuce, onions, and pickles. And then they've got some, looks like a, Ooh, like a buffalo sandwich. Buffalo 66, yeah. crispy battered buffalo chicken breast, ranch dressing, lettuce, and tomato. So it's not yeah. Kale like chicken wrap. super healthy. Well, I mean, if, if it is gluten-free, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, wait, you said kale wrap? Yeah. Go back to that. Yeah. Kale chicken wrap. Yeah, crispy or grilled chicken with kale mixed tomato and choice of sauce. Oh, I got to try that one. Yeah, Southwest avocado wrap. I wonder wrap. if that's like your kale um, uh, burger, you know? Yeah, well, yeah I would imagine. I, I think that probably, they don't, they don't, I don't know how they do it. I have no idea. I'm sure I'm just guessing. Fresh and ready to go, raw tacos, raw burger, jumbo veggie wrap, they have what a kids menu. raw burger? What's that? It says a walnut and sour, sour sunflower burger patty topped with cashew hummus lettuce tomato and a cabbage shell so that's that's super ultra vegetarian like vegan yeah i shouldn't say crap sorry i just yeah man well you you like meat that's nothing wrong with that don't be ashamed i'm a meat girl don't be ashamed (laughs) yeah breakfast canadian bacon and provolone egg mcmuffin egg muffin Ah, crispy waffles chicken and waffles chicken and waffles drive-through yeah Uh, let's see do they have a power fast food all right oh look you can order online pick it up yeah and you just drive through. Let me see if I can find a picture of this beast. But, but just think of it. It is a, a drive-through healthy Click food Click on the place. About Us. Let me see. What yeah. Let's see if I can hope they have a picture here. <laughs> well, they have, they have a picture of them, which is oh, interesting. Um, Wait, but let me read about them. Most of us already know about the effects of meat and dairy products on our planet. It's the single largest contributor to greenhouse gases, and it's enormously wasteful. Our precious water sources, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah okay. Blah, blah. Are the tasty treats made entirely without the use of animal products? Okay, you well, scroll they're, they're just It's it. a healthy farm-to-table spot. Yeah. And I'm trying to find a picture for us here. Hmm. 
Where are a you? A picture of the actual yeah. No, I, you I, might want to look it up I on wanna, Yelp or something. I want to show you to see it. Oh, well, there you go. This is, I don't know where, that must be in the Ocean, uh, Ocean Beach area. Let me see if I can find plant power fast food. Plant power. That's what it's called. Plant power fast food encinitas. Well, there it is. So any, uh, yeah, maybe we'll check it out this week. see some pizza. I need pizza. There you go. See photos. Here, let's see the outside. What is that? Kale slaw. Oh, they have kale slaw. Hmm. Okay, so see if you can get a good picture here but it's hmm. not the well, best picture it's not the best picture but that's essentially oh it. but that's cool yeah yeah and it's right on the street and no no but it's, it's around the street <laughs> not as opposed to sitting back you know closer to the inner part of the mall it's right a drive through right against yeah get right off the freeway plant power okay and it looked tasty and oh, so you cool. didn't eat anything? I didn't. Uh, no, it was too late. I was driving there about seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, they okay. weren't open yet. Okay. But uh, it has a nice little little patio setting on the outside. Yeah. And I, I think they probably have kombucha, and they've got you know things like that. I, I'm nice. I'm I'm down. Okay. I want to go check this well, guy maybe out. We'll give it a whirl this weekend. Let, let me see what they have for drinks. I doubt it's going to be anything. Oh, good. Yeah, breakfast, salads. Okay, Ooh, on, on tap, tap, on tap, right there. Organic kombucha and organic pure greens juice. Yeah, they fresh have and cold press. Strawberry trilogy and, and gingerade. My baby, <laughs> my baby. Oh yeah, we could do this. Oh, we're doing this. They have a kombucha float. What? What are they put in there? Cheese trilogy, gingerade, they use strawberry a... kombucha with vanilla ice cream. Oh, that, that's actually probably pretty good. They could gingerade with uh, well, with as long, vanilla. As long as it's not like uh, what do they call it? What's that stuff called? Um, uh, soy, like that soy product. What's it called? The uh, you know that soy paste everybody eats. I don't know tofu. Tofu. As long as it's not tofu ice cream. No, you know. it's not. It says vanilla. Oh, it does say cream in quotes, so I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, look, I'm all about health. I love it, but this has to be drawn in line. But see, what I do love is if you can make something healthy taste great, that's, I mean, amazing. And you do. You make a lot of stuff taste really great. That's why I appreciate well, it. But you know what? What's even more paramount to me is that not only can you get something healthy and possibly be delicious, but you can do it in a fast food setting. Uh, too bad, man. We have to yeah. open one of these over here. The that's way far. Oh, from it's us. a long ride. That's 35 miles from here. But yeah. nevertheless, I'm going to go check it out because I want to find out what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. And if anybody wants to know what it is, I, I think I'd read the address already. Yeah. Uh, but it's Let's for it's it it's for the uh, the joggers and the workout people and the kettlebell crew. You know, that's who wants to go down there and check it out. They but, probably have something similar to this in L.A. But oh, know. yeah. I just have never seen it. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably lots of companies coming up with this idea, but I've never seen it. It's called mm-hmm. Plant powerfastfood.com if anybody wants to check it out but um, well you know what anything else you want to talk about before we go nope that's good look guys uh, anybody listening um, if, uh, we, hopefully we may have, may have eight listeners now how many do <laughs> you think is there eight I have anyway, no idea uh, to anybody listening thank you for listening uh, hope you enjoy the show uh, if you do please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and uh, tell a friend We uh, how we're going to get out there and people are going to hear about us is by us uh, telling, asking our listeners to tell a friend So thanks for listening and keep listening and we'll talk to you soon.